You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 289. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we are talking all about building out your home gym. My guest, Lauren George, is an expert uh, of what it takes to be able to, to work out from home and actually enjoy it and build a space that is a place that you want to be. Lauren, she'll tell her story, but uh, Lauren is like many people who didn't have any desire to work out from home until the pandemic hit. And we were all forced to stay home for way longer than most of us wanted to. And she found out that she really loved working out at home and now is coming on the podcast to be able to share with some of the secrets that she's learned about how to build a good space, how to make sure you have good equipment, how to stay motivated and committed, you know, when your dumbbells are literally sitting in your living room, it can be hard sometimes to, or easy rather, it can be easy to tell yourself, oh, I'll just do that later. Uh, So how do we stay committed? How do we keep it fresh? How do we keep it fun? These are all the questions that Lauren answers for us in today's podcast episode. So without further ado, let's jump into that interview. I am so excited to welcome Lauren to the podcast. Lauren, how are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a really great topic because I was telling Lauren before we hit a record that there are a lot of people in the audience who are just starting out with working out or or having maybe a desire to starting working out. And the gym can often feel very intimidating. It can feel very scary. It's like a big leap for a lot of people. And so starting out at home is a fantastic option. And I think especially coming out of the pandemic... <laughs> a lot of people that was like the only option for, for a long time. Um, so this topic about, you know, building a home workout facility or a gym is going to be a great one. So let's start Lauren with you just kind of introducing yourself to my audience. You know, who are you? What do you do? Why do you know what you're talking about? Sure, of course. Well, um, thank you again for having me. And this is one of my favorite topics because I never, ever thought I would enjoy working out at home for like years, even after being in the fitness industry. And now I love it and I do it every single day. So I'm so pumped to share some tips and hopefully help people enjoy working out at home more. But I have been in the fitness industry most of or all of my professional career, um, but I was never a superstar athlete. I just kind of really enjoyed recreating for exercise. So back in the good old days with like Paula Abdul at home, hip hop videos and Galad yeah. and I, yes, I started Tybo and Tybo, all the things. Shalene Johnson. <laughs> a class from Billy Blanks in person and my no life way. was like made. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, but I did, I went to school for kinesiology and sport management. So I have always loved finding ways to help more people move. And to give you the very kind of short synopsis of my career, I've worked um, in a lot of different areas of fitness, mainly in group fitness and personal training. I've been the fitness director at um, a large health club in Dallas and campus recreation centers at Texas A&M, University of North Texas and Florida State. 
Um, I've owned a fitness studio in Clemson, South Carolina. Um, and then all throughout that time, I've also had the pleasure of creating fitness certifications and programming. So being able to teach other instructors how to teach classes and any of the programs that I create, whether that is for you know at-home exercisers or my in-person people when I'm teaching in the gym or studio or working with other fitness professionals to help them kind of grow in their career, it all kind of comes back to the fact that I think we should enjoy exercising. It should be something that is fun and that we look forward to. Um, so how can we create programming and community that helps us actually want to move our bodies and it to be a very enjoyable part of our day? Um, so during the pandemic, which that's all we'll like say about that, right? Because I feel like we're all sick of talking about it. <laughs> but I did have to dip my toe into creating at-home workout programming for my clients at my studio and then the instructors that I work with and then now clients all over the world. And like I said, I did that so reluctantly. Um, really, I did. And so I understand anyone that is maybe a little reluctant to get into working out at home or maybe they started, but they're like, oh, I really, you know, this isn't as fun as I would like it to be because um, now I still enjoy teaching and taking classes in person. But I think there's just so much to be said with the convenience of working out yeah. at home, how much you can accomplish, um, especially if you are you know, a busy professional or a mom running after kiddos, or you live somewhere like me in the middle of absolutely nowhere where there just aren't a lot of options. So um, that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned the pandemic, which I, I feel like it it's funny that you say that you like reluctantly were like, okay, gosh, I gotta, we gotta figure this out home thing out. Yes. <laughs> I feel like so many people were in that position with like, well, I guess we got to figure this out because this is all that's available to us. And so working out at home, I feel like really exploded in popularity lots of like new programs. Like you said, a lot of fitness professionals who were doing in-person stuff were having to figure out how do we do things at home? Uh, what do you think people realized uh, during that time about working out at home? Like what, again, we were forced into this, but my guess is that a lot of people, you may be in one of them is like, you're forced into it, but then you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually really amazing. So what are some of the things that you realized and maybe some other people realized about working out from home that when we were forced into doing it? Yes. A couple of big realizations, you know, that I maybe never would have guessed. And the first one being, there's really no better time. I feel like to work out at home than right now. There are so many options. Like you said, there are so many amazing apps and programs and pieces of equipment that we can now have in our home that we couldn't even five years ago. So I think that is a huge blessing. Um, I think people realize that they can not recreate because I'm still a huge proponent of, you know, in-person workouts and going to the gym and group fitness. I think we can have both, but I think people realize that they could really enjoy working out at home. Maybe that's following a program or taking a streaming class that it can be fun and not something that's like, this is my only option. So I guess it's what I have to do. And then I think people also realize that it can be very effective. Like you can get the same results working out at home if that's your desire, right? You can get those same results and you can do a really fantastic training program or take very challenging classes from home. I think people always kind of looked at, at working out at home with something, you know, that like my grandma did, or like my mom did jazzercise in the living like room. The lesser, the lesser but option. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The lesser option. And it doesn't have to be. And then lastly, yeah. I think people really realized that if it's what they want, if it's something that they're looking for, there are amazing 
communities of at-home exercisers, your podcast, all the programs that you offer, virtual studios, virtual apps. So even if you are doing it at home on your own time, you can still be a part of an amazing community and meet other um, exercisers, other women, other moms, whatever group that you're in and have those connections that I think a lot of us assumed we could only have if we were there in person. Yeah, no, I think that's real. I think it's really good. And to the point of you, you're saying about like the equipment availability. You know, I feel like 10 years ago, nobody had racks in their home. And, and the number of like clients that I have who now have like a weight lifting rack, <laughs> a squat rack, like at their home has exploded. So it, it, it really is. Um, prices have come down, uh, new convenient options where your rack can like fold into the wall have come out to really make it so that you can get a lot of the equipment that you used to have to go to a gym to be able to get at, at your house. And, and that's really cool. It is. It's so awesome. So I think one of the big hurdles that I hear from a lot of my clients, and I'm sure you help your clients overcome this as well, is, is yes, it is super convenient to work out at your house. It is also real easy to tell yourself, I'll do that later, right? It's like when it's just sitting right there, it's like, it's so easy to say, oh, I can do it at any time. So then I'm not going to do it right now. And then it keeps getting pushed back. And so that, that consistency part and that consistency piece is one that I find a lot of people really struggle with. So what suggestions do you have of helping people to be able to work out at home, but also actually do it and not just tell themselves they're going to do it in the future? Right. So I think you're right. That's the biggest hurdle for sure. Um, and I think one of the things that I encourage the most would be to not just say, okay, I'm going to work out on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but designate a workout time, like schedule it into your calendar. And I know we say that all the time. So let's take that even one step further is I think it's also easy when we're working out at home. And if we have all this great equipment, or maybe we're subscribed to, you know, a few different apps or training programs that we go in there and we're like, what am I going to do today? Right. You get stuck in like the Instagram scroll of workout. Uh Right. So if you can either yourself or follow a training program or be a part of a virtual workout challenge, know what time you're going to work out and exactly what you're going to do. I am going to Mm -hmm. do this 20 minute core video or, you know, Amber's programming number 12 on Mm -hmm. this day for this, you know, workout. Um, that makes, I think it also makes you so much more efficient because you don't have that kind of like transition time. You go in there, you know exactly what you're doing. You get started and you go for it. Um, But then I also feel that we have to all give ourselves grace no matter what we're doing. And some days we're just tired or we are not feeling that motivation. I think that's when it's even easier to push it off at home. So if you have that designated workout time, you know, your goal is to get it in before the kids wake up in the morning, but you're just not feeling it. I always encourage my clients to tell yourself, okay, I can do 10 minutes or I can do 15 minutes. And if I'm still not feeling it at the end of those 10 to 15 minutes, then I give myself permission to be done. Like truly give yourself permission or else it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Trick to get started. Right. Um, but in some, some movement is better than no movement, but if you get, and I have people tell me this all the time, you know, they do a 10 minute video or a 15 minute video or a 20 minute video in my app. And we have them labeled like that for this exact reason. Right. And by the time that video is over, they're like, Oh man, I could totally do another 20 minute video, or I'm going to do a 10 minute core video. And so giving yourself permission to know that some days you may not be feeling it. 
But some days those endorphins might kick in even quicker than you think. Um, and you can stack your workouts, especially when you're at home. You could do a 20-minute leg workout. You feel amazing. Okay, let's do a 20-minute upper body and then a 10-minute core. And then all of a sudden, when you thought you were not feeling it at all, you just worked out for 50 minutes. So, you know, finding workouts, whether that is having a written workout that, okay, this is my 10 minute core workout for days that I'm just not feeling it. Again, we want to take that thinking out of it or, you know, having a subscription to an app or a training program or something that has the availability of shorter workouts that, you know, you have that go to whatever it is that you can do on days you're not feeling it. And then reassess after 10 to 15 minutes, I think can make a huge difference just mentally in getting us started, which is the hardest thing in any project really yeah. is to get started. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I echo what you said about it only works if you actually give yourself permission right. <laughs> to quit, but that is a fantastic way is like, I don't feel it, but I'm going to do 10 minutes. And then I really do give myself permission to quit after, after the 10 minutes. And then I, I've done what I said I was going to do. Um, I, I find that that is such a great way to start. Like you said, just get over that hurdle of just the starting, which is, yes. which is often the hardest, hardest part. It is. For sure. Uh, so, so for someone who's thinking about building out some sort of workout space, I mean, <laughs> I've seen workout spaces that are like, you know, one by one with like a couple of dumbbells verse and like some that are, you know, gigantic and they have all the racks and they have dumbbells and barbells and all the things, right? So there's a wide range of what we talk about when we say at home gyms, but for someone who's just like thinking about those first steps of building out a home gym, what are some uh, specific tips that you have about how to do that in the most effective, efficient, you know, cheapest way possible? And, but that's going to work well for them in, in their fitness goals. Right. Well, I think one thing that we maybe skip a lot of times or don't consider is the aesthetic part. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it needs to be beautiful, but it should be something somewhere we don't mind going, right? Yeah. That you want to be. Yeah. That we want to be. And, you know, sometimes our only option is in the basement or in the garage or what have you. So I totally get that. But what could you do in that space to make it a little bit more visually appealing for yourself, whether that is literally going to someplace like Hobby Lobby and getting one of those wooden pictures that have, you know, a motivational quote on it. That's, you know, always 50% off. So it's like $10. So (laughs) we're not saying it has to be fancy, but, you know, doing something in that space that makes it feel more homey. Um, Maybe that's just buying dumbbells in your favorite color. And then right along with that, if at all possible, having a designated space um, that is for your workout, even if that's only, you know, half of a room or a corner of the room, but if you could, you know, have a nice cabinet that you keep all your stuff in, that's kind of your happy place with your motivational poster on top of it. Um, so that is your kind of little Zen space. I think that can also go a long way with helping you to turn off those distractions at home, right? Because if I go and I get my dumbbells and I pull them into my living room where I can see my dirty dishes and I can see my kids and they can ask me questions, it's going to be a lot harder for me to stay in the zone. Whereas even if it's in my bedroom and I can shut the door, but I have my corner with my yoga mat and that's where I do my workout. In our old house, it was in our room. We had a pretty nice size master bedroom, but my my bike was in there in front of it was my weights, but that kind of still like signified your Zen space. Um, and then you don't have to, we can, cause we have the option, but you don't have to have a ton of fancy equipment. I would say if you are really getting started, you know, one of the small bender Pilates balls, you know, eight inch in diameter. Or so, um, balls you can do so much with looped booty bands, re- handle tubing or resistance bands, and then a set of dumbbells. 
this is where I would tell you to splurge a little bit because dumbbells, depending on the weight, can be a little bit more expensive. But you're going to waste your time. And I know that you probably agree with me on this if you're using five to eight pound dumbbells for two years, right? So make sure that you have dumbbells that challenge you um, and try someplace like play it again sports. That's what we have down here in the South. I know there are other versions, but we've got a set of Bowflex dumbbells where you can like adjust the weight um, from play it again sports. And they were like half price. So that's a great way to save some money, but still be able to afford heavier dumbbells is to go to some of those kind of resale sports shops. Um, and you'll be surprised at what you can find there, but you don't want to waste time to save a little bit of money buying the 10 pounders over the 15 pounders if you need 15 or 20 pounds to really um, get your workout in. And it doesn't have to be done all at once, right? Like buy what you just need to get started based on whatever training program you're doing or videos you're following or, or your preferred type of exercise, and then gift yourself that when you accomplish a goal. So if I complete, you know, Amber's four week challenge that I'm going to buy myself some heavier dumbbells. It's a great way, you know, to stay motivated and then to build your gym, you know, one piece at a time. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And another thing to consider in terms of budgeting too, I've, I've had clients who do this where they say, okay, it's going to cost me $50 a month to go to the gym. And so then that becomes their like building their gym budget every month. It's like, yes. instead of spending $50 to go to the gym, it's like every month I put $50. And so maybe I want to buy something that's $200. So I save up for four months and now I, I buy my $200 thing because I would have been spending that going to the gym anyway. So thinking of it in terms of, you know, I think building a home gym is all about building it. It's not like having built a gym. I think most people have a home gym. They're consistently building it. It's like over time, you're adding equipment, you're finding deals, you're snagging something from a friend who doesn't want it anymore. And you're like literally building that gym over time. It doesn't have to be done all at once. And then you said something that I think is so smart. And that is like making the gym area, room, whatever it is for you, a place that you want to be. Um, we built a home gym at my house. We have a shed out in the back that my, and my husband honestly has like worked out much more because I really like going to CrossFit. But um, some of the things that he's done, he did the motivational quotes, like his is like Michael Jordan and like yes. some motivational quotes that he's like put on the wall. And, um, but he like put up Christmas lights, like during the holidays. And then this is my favorite one. Cause this is, I don't know, maybe this will speak to some people who are a little bit more techie than I am. Um, but my husband has connected Alexa out there. And so when he comes into the gym, the way he turns on the lights is he says, Alexa, let's do this. And then it turns on his music. It turns on his lights. It's like a fun, inviting atmosphere. And then when he leaves, he says, Alexa, I'll be back. And then it shuts off all his lights. And like, anyway, that for him is just a kind of a fun, it's like a fun routine and a ritual that he does to start to signify the start and the end of of his workout. So I I just think making it a fun place, like what do you want and making it a place that you want to be is such a great tip to encourage you to spend time in that space. I am so obsessed with that. I think I need to program my Alexa now. That is amazing. It was fun. Like it was funny. He talked about doing it and then he like came up with these like fun catchphrases. That's the best part. (laughs) That's yeah. But now for a while, it took me a while to learn them. So I would go in the gym and be like, Alexa, turn on the lights. Alexa, uh, start. Like I've tried like all these different things. I couldn't remember what his like catchphrase was that he, that he said. Anyway, it's kind of, I I love that. So I'm not that cool yet. However, I feel like I need to set my game up, but when I'm working out super early in the morning, I do put my, my AirPods in and I have my three like go-to pump up jams that I listen to like while I'm getting dressed and while I'm brushing my teeth and filling up my water bottle. And that kind of 
in a similar way, like gets me in the right headspace to like then go start whatever class I'm teaching or, or just doing my own personal workout. But I know that it's going to take me about those three songs to, you know, do those things. And then I'm in, I'm in the right space. What a fantastic suggestion. I think we as humans, um, we really thrive on like rituals and things signifying like the start and the end of something. And so what if, like, I, I didn't really even think of it in that way, but I love that idea of having something that it's like, this is the signal to me that I am like starting this process. And for you, it's like the, the songs, it could be an outfit. It could be some affirmations. It could be you turning on, you know, Alexa or whatever it is. But, um, I love that as like, and this leads into the conversation we had before too about consistency is how do you make it more consistent? It's like when you have that, just like, this is how I start. And all you, all it is, is turning on some music. It's like, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally. turn on those three songs. And then it kind of carries you through that momentum of, of doing the Swag surf will get you through a lot of things in life. Let me tell you. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's my go-to. That's so good. Um, <laughs> so how, how do we, we talked a little bit about creating the environment, but, and you talked a little bit about some of the equipment, um, but in terms of, especially when people have a really small space, how do we make it like as efficient as possible? Like, what are some of the pieces of equipment that you can, it's like one piece of equipment that you can do a lot of different things with so that we're really maximizing the efficiency of our, our workout space? Oh yeah. Great question. So a couple of different pieces pop in mind, obviously, you know, what fits best in your space and also what budgetary wise, but they make a lot of amazing products now that, you know, attach to the wall, whether that is you know, a wall-based table machine that can slide up and down and that you can, um, Max Pro, I believe has one that you can attach to the wall and you can take it off the wall. You can put it underneath your feet. You can attach it to a bench, but it can do all of the things that like a cable machine, um, can do, which was one of my favorite things in the gym. Um, a TRX obviously takes up very little space and you can attach it to a wall. Um, the company flex cord, also has a wall unit that you can, with carabiners, attach all of their different resistance bands. And it literally just like has a big um, buckle that buckles around your door. So it's very easy to take on and off. So I like that one if you can't leave something up. Um, So that way you can attach it really easily. You can click your carabiners on at all different heights. So you can do so many different exercises with that. We talked about the adjustable dumbbells, which can be a really, really great option. Um, and then even things like gliding discs. And when you think about compounding pieces of equipment to increase load without maybe having to have super heavy dumbbells. So there are a lot of exercises where you could maybe utilize the dumbbells that you have, but then adding something like a looped booty band or a gliding disc, which would allow you to get a bigger range of motion, you can start to increase the opportunities or harder work or to increase your intensity, but then also increase the range of different exercises that you can do by starting to kind of pair some of those pieces of equipment for sure. Um, But I think a lot of times if we just think through how we organize the equipment first, like where are we going to store it? A few hooks can go a long way and allowing you to keep more stuff in a small space. Um, I have some of those good old tall, tall, skinny Ikea shelves because my studio is really kind of long and skinny. So I can't give up a ton of wall space, Um, but they go almost as tall as me. And there are a lot of cubes in them. Um, So it's amazing if you think, okay, you know, can I go vertically? Do I need to go long horizontally, horizontally in that organizational space? Um, What you can fit if you kind of plan it out a little bit um, ahead of time. 
That's awesome. I, I want to go a little bit further onto this idea of like layering uh, yes. equipment because you also said something earlier that, that I really want to point out. And that was uh, you don't want to just buy the 10 pound and the 15 pound dumbbells and like use them for two years. You're just, you're just wasting time. And so, and, and that's one of the biggest questions that people tend to have about working out at home is like, how do I make sure I'm progressively overloading? How do I make sure yes. I'm continuing to challenge myself because you buy this equipment and then you get familiar with it and you used to it. And now it's not hard anymore. So how are, what are some creative ways that people can continue to progress and make sure that they're not stagnating with their at-home workout, that they're continuing to build muscle, they're continuing to increase their resistance? Um, What are some ideas for working out at home with that? I love that question. Um, So thinking through like what is progressive overload, which I know you have discussed quite a bit, which I love, you know, so just very base level, right? For a muscle to continue to get stronger, we have to continually challenge it in new ways. So ways that we can do that are increasing the intensity. So that can mean increasing the load or going from maybe an exercise where we're on two feet, like a regular deadlift to a single leg deadlift, just as some examples, Um, increasing volume. So the number of reps, and sets, increasing frequency, or maybe even adding, you know, a plyometric um, or some kind of power move to it or changing the time under tension. So how long it takes you to do the eccentric or concentric phase of your exercise. So if we keep that as a more like kind of holistic idea in mind of ways that we can create progressive overload besides just thinking, okay, I have to get heavier dumbbells every time. Just which keep involves, buying dumbbells every couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> which I am a fan of that every time for my birthday. That's usually something that I buy is like another set of dumbbells. Yeah. But um, like we were saying, combining pieces of equipment. So maybe you hold the resistance tubing in your hand. So you're holding on to handle tubing and it's underneath your feet and you're holding dumbbells. So not only does that allow you to increase the load, but now you can work the eccentric or the lengthening phase of your exercise. You can focus on that by fighting the resistance, the resistance of your resistance band on the way down even more, right? Because you have to control it down versus allowing it to snap down because you're having your resistance band. Anytime that you add that booty band around your legs, it's going to automatically increase the load. Obviously, we want to be careful of what we're doing and make sure, you know, it still allows for a good range of motion for our knees. Um, But that's an excellent way to increase the work using a stability ball or a bender ball or a step even to create uneven surfaces or to create instability. So maybe you have some kind of step or platform, or I have literally watched my students stand on an old textbook in the zoom boxes, right? They have one foot on a textbook and one foot on the floor. And now we're doing, you know, a split squat or an uneven squat, creating that instability. So it's about creating new ways to challenge your body, which can include, you know, balance challenges or combining exercises, even right. Making an exercise instead of just doing bicep curls, maybe we do a lunge and a bicep curl. So creating ways to increase the intensity. Um, and there are so many ways to do that. If we're thinking creatively or, you know, learning from other experts or following a new and creative plan, which sometimes that can be an easy answer, right? To mix it up. Our body likes variety. So maybe you kind of switch up what kind of workouts you're doing or follow, you know, a different program um, from a different trainer to try new things and cycle in new things. So your body is always progressing. We can always, always, always get stronger. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Do you ever get bored uh, working out? And if so, how do you prevent like the monotony? How do you prevent the boredom? 
when, especially when you're alone by yourself working out. Right. Okay. And this is where I think I was shocked because I am a people person and I definitely am very ADHD. So I thought working out at home, like I would get so bored, especially going to my own space. And someone actually asked me that a few weeks ago, like, oh my gosh, aren't you bored? Cause we've been here in Mississippi, which is, like we moved here literally the two weeks, the world shut down was when we were moving. So it was a very interesting time. So in my head, I was always going to, you know, go back to how it had been before. And then I have it. So when my friend asked me that a few weeks ago, I was like, yeah, I guess I have been walking upstairs into that same gym for three years now. And I'm really not. And I think that is because um, even if you're working out at home, that doesn't mean you have to do the same type of workouts, you know, every day or even kind of cyclically, right? So I like to do a six week lifting program. And then maybe I transfer to six weeks of focusing on, you know, Pilates. And I'm not saying that you have to buy a reformer when you've moved on to your next, you know, kind of favorite fitness format, but you can still have a lot of variety, even when you are working out at home. Um, and so I encourage people to be looking for kind of, you know, maybe that next thing that gets you a little excited. And maybe that literally is just buying a set of gliding disc. It doesn't have to be a huge change. Um, but I think even just the concept that you mentioned earlier of continually building your gym versus feeling like you have to buy it all at once that can even keep you from getting bored, right? Like a new toy to play with and to try out um, and to learn new things. Or um, sometimes I'll do a challenge for myself that is kind of even um, skill specific. So like, I'm not very good at it, but I've done a handstand challenge, like a six week handstand challenge. Um, And it just challenges you in a different way and gives you a different focus to your workouts, which I really think um, to help helps prevent boredom. But then you can even participate in a workout challenge with other people where maybe they're working out in Seattle and I'm working out in Starkville, Mississippi, but we're still comparing notes about the workout and completing the same workout. So that little bit of accountability can go a long way in keeping you motivated and helping you to not get bored. And then we talked about music. Music is my major jam. Um, So switching up what music you listen to. I love listening to other people's playlists because it always is kind of a little bit of a surprise and delight, right? So my friends and I will all send each other playlists or I have other trainers and instructors that I love that I follow on Spotify or Fit Radio. Um, cause it really is kind of fun to be doing a workout and not know what song is coming next. And then all of a sudden you have this like little burst of motivation, um, because a song that you weren't expecting comes on and it really can be just little things like that. I think the quote is, you know, life is in the little moments and finding little things that bring you joy in your workouts, um, and in your workout space. Um, and in how you move your body can really help us be in it for the long haul. And I mean, that's really what it's all about. If we're going to spend hopefully, you know, 20 minutes to 60 minutes a day moving in some way, shape or form, that's a lot of hours at the end of the road. And we want to spend those hours well. Yeah, that's really good. I I really like what you talked about with how, how to build community into what a lot of people see as like a solitary, if I'm going to work out, it's like this solitary event. But I think you're right that if we think outside of the box, there's a lot of opportunities to be able to build community. And my husband's been following um, a program and it's been really cool because they have, it's like a forum that they have where people just go and like talk about the workout after they do the workout. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I do at CrossFit is right. It's like we come into CrossFit, we talk about the workout we're going to do, then we do the workout and then we just talk about the work that we just did, <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's like that kind of like 
uh, suffering all together as, as a community. Um, and then another uh, suggestion too, uh, we've seen this as we've built out our gym is that people then want to come and, and do it with us. And so yes. it's been really fun to invite friends over or to have like a workout buddy too. Is like when you have a space, you know, obviously you need more than space space for more than one person. But that's also another way to kind of introduce that community element in is, is if you are a people person and you don't really want to work out alone, can you invite a friend over? Can, can they bring their kids over and your kids play while you guys do your workout? But there's, I think that element of community for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for a lot of people is a really important element. And sometimes you feel like, oh, if I work out at home, I'm going to be missing that element. But you know, you shared lots of examples of like, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to miss it. And I love your example of CrossFit of like talking about it afterwards. So in my virtual studio, we do have a Facebook group and that's like pretty much what we all do in that, right? Is I'll like, here are the workouts for the week. And then everyone comments about, you know, how much they love to hate them. Um, But my favorite is how good everyone is with the like GIFs, right? I'm saying that right. Like the anime. Yeah. So uh-huh. the animated GIFs that people come up with in response to the workout, uh-huh. or if someone goes in there and they're describing the workout that maybe everyone hasn't done already, like just those descriptions alone are worth logging into Facebook and like reading everyone's thoughts about, I mean, myself included, just how people, how people word things is hilarious. And then you really can get to know people and, um, we have like an outside, like you have the Facebook group, but then you kind of have a general chat where people that want to, you know, share about their latest hike or when people go and take vacation and they can say, Hey, who is, who lives in this town? Like any workout suggestions and people will suggest, like I've gotten to know some of my virtual studio members so well that we've met up multiple times in real life, or, you know, I've gone and worked out with them if they're an instructor when they are, um, when I'm on vacation or, or vice versa. So I think people maybe underestimate a little bit. And I know I did for sure the realness that those relationships really can or how real they really can be, even if you're not seeing them in person all the time. And then as someone who moves a lot, um, we've moved, I think, nine times now in our 13 years of marriage or something like that. Um, I also really appreciate how it can keep you connected with people, you know, so I have a great group of friends in Clemson um, that we still will, you know, compare workout notes to or send each other songs for our playlist. So even if we're not working out together, or maybe if we're not following the same workout program, those relationships that were built over our love for fitness can continue on even if we're own, we're both, you know, kind of doing, doing our own thing um, at different times. So there is the possibility of creating, you know, that community for sure. And I have 100% moved all the couches out of the way in my upstairs living room and thrown all the kids in the playroom and done lots and lots and lots of workouts during 2020 and 2021 for sure. That's awesome. Um, so uh, one of the things that I like to ask people who come on is some of the goals that they're currently working on. And I ask this for a couple of reasons. One, because I think it's it's fun to hear um, other options of goals. Sometimes it's like we get so set on like goals are only losing the next 20 pounds or whatever. And I, I like to open people's ideas up of like, there's lots of go- like fitness goals that you can be working on uh, in hopes that people can, can be like, you know, you mentioned like the handstand challenge. Maybe someone got an idea and like, that sounds really cool. That would be something that'd be fun. So I'm curious, what are some of your current goals that you're working on right now? Sure. So one of my, maybe not quite as sexy goals is I would say that I've always been fairly flexible, but we know there's a difference between flexibility and mobility. Anyways, 
short answer is I've had a lot of um, back injuries in my life. So I'm specifically really from a nerding out perspective, learning about training, um, mobility and joint range of motion specifically, but then also mm-hmm. how I can weave that into my own personal practice. So um, not necessarily a really, like I said, sexy goal, but I've enjoyed reading lots of articles about it and then implementing that. Um, and then also just increasing, um, I am in a, a lifting phase at the moment, or I should say that's what my training program consists of mainly right now. Um, and so specifically, I'm following a training program to really um, with the goal of helping to increase upper body strength specifically, because as women, we tend to be lower body strength dominant. So um, the strength training plan is more focused on that, which has been a fun way to you know change it up and lift in a different way. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the keys of longevity with working out is constantly be having something you're working on (laughs) or working towards. Like if you're just showing up and going through the motions, it gets really boring really fast. But if you're switching it up and you have a new goal or a new thing, you're a new piece of equipment, a new, um, you know, challenge you're trying to achieve a new, whatever thing to nerd out on it, it stays fresh. (laughs) It stays exciting. Exactly. 100%. That's awesome. All right. Anything else that you want to leave with the listeners with, um, in terms of working out at home? Um, I think for working out at home, I also encourage people to give it a shot for a while. It might take Mm. you a little bit to find your groove, right? To find that workout that gets you excited or to find the workout video, or I guess we don't say video anymore, right? We're streaming. We don't talk to you, Justin, like I did with (laughs) Kaibo back in the day. Um, But I think if you are not someone that tends to like to go in there and make it up by yourself, try a few different programs from different trainers and even try different video modalities. So there are some workouts that I love to do from home following someone else's video. And then there are some that I just don't, that I would rather do that in person. So if your first one or two, or even maybe two weeks of working out at home, doesn't just, you know, thrill you or or make you a true believer, I really encourage you to um, stick with it for six to eight weeks. You know, they say it takes eight weeks to make something um, a habit and try different things because just like going to different classes or taking different instructors um, or even, you know, finding what macro setup or macro counting or macro counting app works best for you, it's not going to be maybe as simple as like, oh, my neighbor said to do this. So I did that. Um, so try different things, stick with it. Um, give yourself permission to start with 20 minutes at a time because 20 minutes can go so far. Um, and I truly believe that everyone can find a way that working out at home in some capacity um, can be a part of their lifetime fitness routine. Maybe they work out one day a week. Maybe they work out seven days a week at home. Um, but for the convenience factor and um, being able to really challenge ourselves in new ways, it can be a great, great component to our fitness programming. That's awesome. Thanks for coming. Uh, where can people connect with you? Yes. So um, I'm easy to find. I'm Lauren George Fitness on Instagram. Um, and then my website is laurengfitness.com. So you can find anything about me in those two places. I have lots of online um, workout routines we can do together for you to try out different things. Um, but Lauren George Fitness on Instagram, laurengfitness.com on the internet. 
That's fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your expertise about working out at home. I think this is going to be awesome for a lot of my audience who really desires to not step foot in a gym and just wants to do it at home. So thanks for so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. A big thanks to Lauren for coming on the podcast and sharing about building out a home gym. I know many of you are at the place in life where you don't want to go to the gym or you have young kids at home and building out your own home gym can be a really great option for you to still prioritize working out, but make it a little bit more convenient for yourself. So I hope you found some of these tips that Lauren shared today really, really helpful. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a moment to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. That really helps the podcast to be able to grow. And then go ahead and share this episode with somebody. Um, Those are two ways that you can, as a listener of a free podcast, be able to support the podcast. And thank you so much for taking the time to do that. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.